one of the things I like about the Alabama Sports Podcast is I get to talk to a lot of interesting and different people and, you know, the way they hunt and, you know, their views on hunting. And today I got in studio Jimmy McDonald. He's the president of the South Shelby Hunting Club, and they run dogs. They run deer dogs. And I am for all means of legal hunting in Alabama. So if you hunt in a high fence, I'm for you. If you still hunt, I'm for you. If you're a stalker, like to walk around, I'm for you. And if you like to run game animals, whether it's deer or rabbits, whatever, coons with a dog, I'm for you. This is the Alabama Sportsman Podcast. This podcast is about you, the Alabama Sportsman. So it's going to be very interesting, and I, and I want y'all to listen to Jimmy very closely and just see how much more organized he he is and a lot of the other dog you know hunting clubs really are it may surprise you steel hunters don't like dogs right. okay uh just just reaffirm you know and, and and put away some of these old myths that you know a lot of these steel hunters have about dog dog deer hunters i would love for them to come to our club and see how it's done how you can control your dogs first you know uh with the technology we have we map out before season comes in before you ever turn a dog loose if I was going to go to a piece of property that I have never hunted, I would want a day probably, if it's a big track, and ride every road there and make mark points. And I can say, like at our club, all of our, all of our roads are mapped. And then there's points on the, on the map, which we have a GPS uh, window unit, which is what I watch most mm-hmm. of the time when right. I'm driving around. But... It'll have, I can say I'm at uh, Gut Pile Road or the Brown Gate, and if the dogs are coming to that point, I've got standards, and I can actually, my stands are marked, uh, and it pops up, and I can tell the stander, because we use walkie-talkie radios, Mm -hmm. and I can tell them on stand 102, you need to stand up, get 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 off your chair, get out of your chair, get your gun up, and they're coming to you. And in the, in the same sense, while that's happening, while the hunter's shooting at the deer, I've got at points, I've got cut trucks, as we call them, and there's somebody going to that point 
in a truck to get ready to catch the dogs. And I, I know if there's one or if there's ten dogs coming there. Right. And the dogs are coming. So the dogs are coming, and I'll say which one. And I'll tell them uh, every dog we use. I use a different color collar on. Mm-hmm. So on my track, when the dog's making a track on my screen, I can tell you which dog. And I know which dogs are my lead dogs. So I'll tell them which one they need to stop and shut down. And once you shut him down, you've got the whole pack. Mm-hmm. The lead dog is pretty much when you stop him. And also our dogs are whistle broke. So the standards at my club, we didn't do it. You can't do it on a youth hunt because you've got so many out. It's a public hunt. Right. But my standards have whistles. And my dogs are whistle broke. And they'll blow as long as that let the dog get to the road. You blow that whistle, and you can shut a whole pack of dogs down, and they will be looking for a truck to get into. Mm-hmm. Dang. The, uh, then these cut trucks that I'm telling you are already on the way. So the dogs, when they stop, they're looking for a truck to get in. The standard doesn't have to really have to catch the dog most of the time. If he catches that lead dog, the rest of them stop and we're standing there, and when the truck pulls up, they're they're putting their feet on the, on the tailgate and wanting to end. Right. They're ready to make another hunt. And another thing about our, the way we hunt, we don't turn on the when we make a drive. If we're going, our, depending on the size of the hunt, mm-hmm. of the patch, of the property that we're hunting, right, uh, will determines how many dogs we're going to turn loose in that at different points. We may be two over here, and one there, and, and whatever. But we also on the same hunt because you can't hunt if you're hunting 400 acre patch of woods. You can't you can't touch every hill, crevice, and holler. So we have cameras out, you know, we utilize cameras and we have, uh, we know where the bucks are at. That's what we're, that's what we're after. And, uh, so they'll turn loose. And if the, my dog drivers, uh, they, they turn loose and the dogs go out in there and they, they'll hunt around a little bit. But if the dog comes back to the truck, that hunter has his responsibility is to pick that dog up and put it in the truck because dogs are just in a sense like humans. They any given day they could feel bad, mm-hmm. right? And and if they're not if they feel bad they're not going to hunt. But if you push them on into the woods and the deer jumps up in front of them, their nature, it's in their blood, they're they're going to run. Right. Well, in the old in the old days, what would happen was they would run the deer off of your property if they didn't kill it or, or stop the dog. And the dog would get tired because it didn't feel good, and they would lay down. And if they're sick or don't feel good, they're probably not eating. If you're out there calling them or blowing a horn like we used to, they're probably not even going to get up to come back out. And they're on somebody else's property. Right. But then later, when they do get feeling better, they get up and their nature is again to hunt. Mm-hmm. Whether they're going to track themselves back or they're going to hunt. And if they jump from this point, they're already off your property and they're going further off your property. So it's just not feasible if the if my if members of my club they turn loose and they're driving uh some of them like to walk with their dogs mm-hmm. i don't i don't my dogs are gonna go hunt right and if they come back to the truck then i put them back in the box and but it, when i do that we've already decided how many dogs we're gonna put loose in this patch okay so at that point if 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 it's my lead dog say and then my and i'm turning loose four the rest of them are probably going to follow him back. 
So then I've got another guy with dogs at another point that I say, hey, mine are in the truck. They're in a the box. How about kicking you some more out? So then uh, the drives that you're standing, uh, you get more people with a with a chance to kill something, to see something or hear, hear a dog race or see or kill something. Right. And, you know, and it, it just keeps, the, especially with kids. Mm-hmm. If they're hearing dogs or, you know, people that's never hunted or kids that's never hunted with, with dogs won't know. But the people, you, you saw how many kids was on a truck riding around with us. And, and they'd like to ride with me or my son and or a cut truck, mostly with one of us. But they want to be with a cut truck. The older kids, if it's like an age group thing, okay, the smaller kids from, say, two years old, I've had them two – Two to or three years old up to six or seven. Right. Those that age group that wants to ride with pop because I'm they like watching the dogs on the screen and they like because I'm gonna get there and I'm I'm hyping them up when we're going <laughs> and I'm telling them all right you got four dogs coming out on the road right here you got to have your whistle ready got to have your leash every one of them have a leash right they, they have their own leash they keep up with their leash they keep up with their whistle. When I get there in the morning, I'll ask them, "You got your whistle with your leash?" Before they leave their parents to come get with pop, right? They got their they got their hunting stuff because they they're too little to total gun, right? That age group. Uh, but then when I pull up, by the time that truck stops, I, I can't move another inch because they're piling off of there, <laughs> and they're going to be in a road, and there's not a dog going to get across that road. I right. promise you. Right. So then you got the next age group, which would be like from seven up to ten, maybe. Those are the kids. Those are the older ones. They want to walk the dogs. They want to learn what it is to dog hunt. That's when right. they're the, the little kids are learning about keeping up with your dogs. Right. The older kids are then are learning about nature of the dogs. The the uh, the dog the hunt the dogs that are hunting. And it's nothing that makes uh, more pride in a in a in a dog hunter than when they're hunting and their dog starts hunting and they start trailing their bark changes they go from one thing to another then they're barking and then when they jump and to call and that's another thing like coon hunting that's the their pride is when a dog gets to that tree and he strikes on that tree and right. that that hunter to be able to say that's my dog on that tree right well the dog hunters deer dog deer hunters the same way they they when that dog when they're actually when you're walking them and he's you watching that dog and his manners and what he's doing and you know by the sound of his voice what kind of trail he's on. I don't have to be there with my dogs. I know what kind of trail. We we hunt them. They let us, uh, they allow us, like when rabbit season comes in, we start putting our dogs in the woods. On our piece of property, you, you've been there, there's so many rattlesnakes. So uh, the state actually uh, opened up some more rabbit season in earlier in the year and right. later in the year. Right. But I can't utilize the earlier in the year because, uh, because of the rattlesnake. So, or, or we have to go at night when they're not out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and if you run them at night, if anybody, and a lot of dog hunters has done that uh, to keep their dogs in shape. But running them at night, dogs get temper to running at night, and that, that that's when you get into that late afternoon hunt that people try to make one more hunt before dark. We don't do that at South Shelby. We don't do it. And we try to we try to teach all of uh, we don't turn a dog loose after three o'clock in the afternoon. One reason, 
is because we have stout hunt hunters that join our club. Mm-hmm. We don't have problems with them. Most most stock hunters want to go out there like three o'clock, probably two o'clock, but three o'clock. From three to dark is when the deer go to moving. So we're not we we by four o'clock we don't turn a dog loose after three o'clock. By four o'clock every dog is in my bo- in a box at our hunting club, and a lot of them will go down into the clubhouse and build them a fire and hang out and tell lies and talk about their dogs <laughs> and all lies. this, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, but I love it. For me, I'm I'm ready to go home. Put, oh, yeah. put my dogs up, feed them, get them ready for the next day. And if she wants to go out, my wife wants to go out or whatever, then we do something else. Because so, uh, we get there, I get up at 2.45 every morning and we, to get started. And uh, I'm just, by in the afternoon, like tonight, I'm going to be wasted yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I would love to, uh, to put instill in more kids the pride it is with dog hunting. Uh, the youth hunt, uh, our youth hunt started, uh, we've been doing it for about seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's grown It's grown huge, too, because when we went down last weekend, yeah. man, there was a pile of kids. How I'm, many were there? There was 105. 105. Awesome. That morning Great. when we, when we they, you know, we, they sign in, so there was 105, there was 95. Okay. So that we had that 95 number and was telling everybody 95, and then there was some more that came in after the first hunt. Oh, okay. Or during the first hunt, but they ended up staying at the clubhouse till the, the afternoon hunt. Right. But uh, yeah, we start when we started out uh, with our club. Uh, we uh, it was just Indian Hills Hunting Club and then East Saginaw Hunting Club, and. Uh, the actual paper company stopped us from running dogs in Shelby County. It's getting so populated that they thought it was time for them to just cut the cord and stop dog hunting in Shelby County, dog deer hunting in Shelby County. And they did. They just made, there was four clubs that were still running dogs, deer dogs, and they just cut it off. Two of the clubs was in so uh, such a populated area that actually they had sold some of their land and built subdivisions up in amongst this hunting club. So, <clears throat> then they were getting complaints from the people that they'd sold the land to. So they just cut it off. But at the time, we are on the south end of Shelby County, away from all that. So it wasn't really fair. So our kids and our my grandkids, you know, that were just uh, getting into it then at that time, uh, they're still wanting to dog hunt. And uh, so we we went through some efforts to get to go to the paper company and, and come up with a plan first before we ever we petitioned the paper company we got a petition going and sent it to them and uh when when they stopped the dog hunting in shelby county uh there's only two clubs that didn't even try to keep the rights there was, there was actually three clubs that there was five altogether. three of them just said oh we're done they already knew the that, they already knew that that it they were what the deal was they were just still doing it because they could and so when they stopped it they didn't fight for it so the other two clubs uh, uh Indian Hills and, and East Saginaw we we done everything we could do uh we got our kids at our club to write letters and send it to the paper company and we actually then we finally got a meeting set and we went to Tuscaloosa and met with them and they didn't give us an answer they said we'll have to think on it 
Well, we, but what we've done is made a proposal of how we could keep our dogs on our property. Uh, and we've done it with the what, with the tracking stuff we have and with every member having in his heart that we're going to stop them dogs because they know that at the, when we call that hunt, as I'm saying, at, at four, if we're running 400 acres, when they call that hunt, not a standard's leaving their stand until every dog that's turned loose off that drive is back in a box. Right. So there's no more hunting that day till till every dog's accounted for. So uh, it's it's a it's a club effort to make sure that the dogs are kept up with and whatnot. But the, anyway, uh, we petitioned the paper company, made the proposal, and went to him, and then he, uh, my leasing agent. Uh, called me up and uh he said uh well we're gonna let y'all run try it for one year and then and with the understanding that you'll come back after one year and we'll revisit it and decide if we're gonna continue to let you do it so this is just south ship i mean this is, well what they ended up doing is they told us when we've done it they they want uh a club to have three thousand at least three thousand acres how many do y'all have we have right at four thousand four thousand and uh, without a paved road through okay. it so we got a lot with the we got club land we don't have four thousand with the with westervelt we've got a bunch of family land amongst it and and local land okay but it's that track is over is is over three thousand acres so um we have another track across the highway that but they don't want that they don't want a paved road in it it, it can't be a paved road splitting it so yeah so we were able to do that and then here we've been five years uh, and haven't had a complaint against that club in five years. So awesome, you're uh, doing right. You know, we and every year in, in any club, if you've ever managed a club, every year you're going to lose so many members. So yep. every year we've got to pick up that many members. Right. And in doing so, you've got to really uh, check references and what and what kind of person this is that you're fixing to turn loose with a key and a card and say he's a member of our hunting club and especially dog hunters yes because y'all got y'all were under such a huge spotlight as it is yes i wish that we could well the, the hunts uh saturday we had we had four uh conservation officers there and we got which our shelby county guys we, i think we've already proven to them a, a while back that what, what we're about and now there's a new the lady that was there she, uh uh, what was her name? Uh, anyway, uh, they brought her to show her what we were about. And right. then they, they had been talking to the Jefferson County uh, Game Warden, and he came to see what it was about. He's the one that, he had actually posted it on the conservation uh, website. Okay. And uh, But, you know, I go to uh, the Alabama Dog Hunters. I'm the president of the Shelby County chapter of the Alabama Dog Hunters Association and the president of Shel South Shelby Hunting Club. And uh, like I'll get just a minute. South Shelby Hunting Club. Well, we took Indian Hills Hunting Cl Club and East Saginaw and put them together to, so we would have the 3,000 acres. Gotcha. So that first year, you got a bunch of naysayers in the in both clubs that didn't want to do that. But in order to run dogs, you got to do what you you know. We made a proposal. They come back to us that you, this is what you need to do if you want to have this opportunity, and we accepted. So that's. Uh, then we we elected a board of members off of each side. I'm the president. We have a vice president, and then we have a uh, a board because there's five members 
off of each side that we brought in, and and they make the decisions. Actually, uh, I'm responsible to uh, for our lease. I sign a lease, and anything that's on that lease is what I'm gonna make sure they do. Right. Then after that, and and keeping up with dogs, we have we made actually made a rule rule list of dog hunting rules for any anybody that gets in the club that has dogs. And you you have to have certain uh, electronics and whatnot, and your dogs have to be whistle broke. But uh, they sign off on this, and if they violate any of these rules, then they're out. And and another thing, uh, our hunting club, putting them together. Uh, but like, like I said, any little issue or whatever, we have the board members posted. Any member that's in the club can call any one of the board members, and they it's in their heart because they used to guys was in the club when we lost it, so they know what it's like not to be able to run dogs. Mm -hmm. And every yeah. one of them have kids and grandkids that love that it. Love it. Mm -hmm. So they're going to make sure. I don't. I I trust every one of them, and I and I know that they're going to do this. They make the same decision I do, but. The, they're on a board, and anybody can call them and if they've got a question. If there's an issue, if a member brings up something, they all the board members get together, and I sit in, and I, I, don't, I don't put a vote. I don't have a vote or anything. We're the vice president either have a vote. But we listen, and we're just making sure that we're, we're clear with the state rules and the, the property owner, Westerville. And then whatever rules they make amongst the club, well, they don't really uh, – the, they're enforcing rules. The club actually got together and we made rules whenever we put two clubs together, and that's what we enforce. But you, any, in anything, you have to tweak every year to make right. it to keep, uh, updated. But in getting people in, you just got to be very careful who you let in because uh, for a while we were the only dog club since we put two of them together, we're the only dog club in Shelby County. So, in saying that, you had a bunch of, I, we call them outlaws or uh, renegades. Renegades. Yeah. Here they come. They weren't in the club, but you, then we got to pick them apart. So, some of them we don't know. We know the ones in our area that are renegades, but we don't know. You know, it, it's not like you've got a, uh, a uh, like when you hire people that you can go to their previous employer. But yeah. So you know, it's it's everybody's got to keep their eyes peeled, and watch what's going on. Yeah. To keep it, because I want to make sure it's for, for them kids, and the other things that we do at uh, South Shelby, um, we do the youth hunt every year, and we started out with it was just our grandkids, and then it's grown. We we get with uh, uh, different magazines and whatnot, and put an ad in there, and guys, it's I mean it's totally free to the public. Yeah. But, we, I mean, we, we talked about it, though. That 100 is probably the most we can do on that track of land unless we split it up and do a hunt on both sides. Right. Uh, where we were at on, on the hunt, and, and y'all got pictures and stuff, that's on the Indian Hill side. And we've got a whole other section of the, the East Saginaw Club. And the only way that we can make, if we do it bigger, then we've got to divide them up and do a hunt on both sides, which is just a creek between them. But. That's in uh, make it, managing it is another thing. So right. it's, it's just something else we have to to take on. But uh, we got some good people. But uh, the uh, we also do the uh, falling outdoors. Right. They were there. We had four wounded vets there with their kids. And we do a 
falling outdoors hunt every year. We do a wounded warrior hunt every year. Right. The ones that were there, the vets that were there are have mental. They're not. They don't have physical handicaps. They got mental handicaps. Right. They're got, they're on the edge of depression and whatnot. So, you know, that takes a special touch to to get to those guys. But right. we've had real good success with relating to them because of some of those guys that were there. Two of them I know have been to both of our other wounded hunts. And now, you know, I just op- I, I, uh, called them and see if they if they had kids that they wanted to bring for the the youth hunt because, you know, they, it puts them into the surrounding where they see, and you've been there, you see the love that we that, that is put out there, you know. Oh, man. Um, it's, uh, it's a, you, I'm constantly, and, and kids are constantly coming up and, and uh, you know, hugging you and, and when they come and when they go and they know that we love them. Oh, when we were talking last weekend, uh, I bet there were 15 different kids come up and hug him while I was talking to you. Yeah. I mean, and, and the only thing, I, the, the thing that I could compare it to is watching kids come up to Disneyland or something, or Disney World for the first time. I mean, just the excitement on their face. Oh, man, they were, every one of them was like that all day long. Whether they were throwing chirp rocks or catching dogs, you know, they were having a blast. That's right. We we don't. Uh, it's not. It's a hunting club, but uh, also, uh, you know, you see the playground equipment and all that. Oh yeah. <laughs> that uh, and they play football. There's basketballs, footballs, and all that. Because we break for lunch or whatever, they won't. They'll not eat. They'll go out there and play. Yeah. Because they're full of energy, you know. So, uh, but we welcome. You know the. Uh, our youth hunt is open to the public. Uh, we do ask that you reserve, call and reserve. We have it on Facebook, and you can just go on there. And, and all we ask is <clears throat> tell us how many kids you're bringing and ages so we can make sure we got appropriate age group toys or, or prizes, prizes. Right. Uh, most of it is like uh, my wife, she handles, uh, she's over that. Uh, my, well, my daughter-in-law handles the giveaways. But uh, she handles all the cooking and all that for the uh, and lining up all the getting with the sponsors, the people that donate, and right. we have some good uh, local people uh, that every, that and we get pick up every year. You know, we give away. Uh, last year we were able to give away twelve guns. This year we only had uh, five or six, but I like twenty gauge pumps or whatever. But um, you know, <clears throat> they don't get the gun at the hunt. They'll get a certificate, and then the parents have to go to the whoever donated it and uh, sign for and it. Register. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how many kids do y'all have in y'all's hunting club? On every weekend, twenty to thirty. Oh, that's nice. Awesome. That's awesome. Yep. They're, uh, you know, they're just looking for a spot on the back of my truck on top of that dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you were talking earlier about how you know we're in a hunt club too, and you're right. Every year, somebody will drop out, and you have to fill that position. Um, so, it, to get in your club, a guy doesn't have to have dogs. No, he no, just actually he, we don't want any more dogs. We got we got we have enough dogs. members with dogs. Right. So we you know uh, we just take on more to to pay the lease. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I tell you, uh, I, back in my younger days, I used to, run, you know, run dogs and stuff with some friends. And uh, I tell you, you talking about you got steel hunters on those club also. Right. Man, I tell you, I, when, early in the morning, I'd love to go stand. And if nothing would happen, I always took my tree stand because I'd always climb a tree somewhere because those dogs eventually 
you know, they're going to they'll bring a deer around or a deer's going to try to slip yeah. by and you'll get a shot. You know, there's as a, lot a steel of, hunter, you get a shot too. Yeah, there's a lot of deer moving through the woods with a uh, yeah. you know dog hunting. You know, just like you said, trying to get out of the way or whatever. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I've killed yeah, many like it. It's yeah. like uh, when we when I started my thing the other day, it was talking about uh, the kids got the benefit of the first hunt of the year, and the deer are really laid back and they haven't been pressured or anything. So uh, we were able to get standard kids out on stand and uh, get them in the right spot and then turn the dogs loose, but later further you go into the year the deer learn what they pick they remember what's going on and then they start slipping out so we hunt one side we hunt one side of the, i say one side of the creek one side of the club so if we hunt indian hills on saturday we, we're gonna hunt east second on sunday but it gives the stalk hunters to, they can go hunt the other side of the creek but whenever we're driving in making our dog hunts the, the deer are slipping out mm-hmm. to the other side you know and we had a we had a hunter in the club a few years ago that uh, he was stalk hunter. I mean, he done the whole bow season thing. To, and he would hunt. He would hunt with a bow during gun season. So, but he would he would come over there. He knew that uh, we quit running dog. We quit turning dogs at three o'clock. So he would uh, he come over there about four whenever everybody's starting to leave. And he would find out. He'd start talking to members, to other members, to find out what we'd run that day. So if we jumped the buck, or they said we jumped the buck. He used he used it, cause so where we jumped the buck, he would they would tell him, and then he would go. This is before they started the uh, three buck limit, right? So he would just wait, wait till the next day, go over there, and set up and hunt wherever that we run the buck out, cause them bucks would, uh, you you gonna run them, but we are gonna stop the dog before he gets off the property. But right. the bucks gonna run on out. Well, it usually they're gonna be back the next morning. So he would be sitting there somewhere on stand, and he was killing these bucks <laughs> every day, <laughs> every every time. Yeah. And then so finally, I had members saying he's just hunting. He killed that buck we run. I said, well, he's a member. You're a member. Yeah. It's a win for the team, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but that, what they wanted is they wanted to be able to go back and jump that buck again and run him. But so I I told him at that time I told him I said. Don't tell them anything you kill. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not doing anything wrong. So just don't tell them where you, where you killed it. So. Yeah. You can tell them you ran a buck. Just don't point it out, right? It's <laughs> yeah, like he would have the, the horns or something to show them. That's that one I saw. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we talk about, you know, like rabbit hunting and stuff, you know, because there's a lot of people that don't want you running rabbits during yeah. deer season and stuff. But, man, and – my experiences, I've seen them, the rabbit dogs, jump a rabbit and run him, and you'll see deer slip out. Or but deer stand there and watch you. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and then it, he'll just stand and watch, or he'll he'll leave, and then shortly after you'll see him coming back in there. I mean, yep. you're, you're not you're you're not hurting the wildlife by yeah. running dogs. No. More than anything, you're just pushing them out of the way. Exactly. Get, you know, he's just moving out of the way to let you by. Mm-hmm. Well, the way we do it is uh, they can run uh, coon dogs during hunting season. I know a lot of even dog clubs down there, uh, bigger dog clubs in South Alabama, they don't allow coon hunting deer deer season. I don't understand that. I don't know. It's a dog. Well, first of all, ours is a dog club. Right. It is dogs. If you get in there to, to stalk hunt, it, it is, that's just your added benefit, but we dog hunt. Yeah. So You're at the discretion uh, we, of the dog we, we respect We respect them. They can go on the other side of the club and hunt, hunt all they want. Now, on the other side of the club, 
we do ask that rabbit hunters, because they can run rabbit dogs during deer season, <clears throat> they go on the other side of the club. They have we have it broke up into sections, so that if if they're going, a bunch of guys want to go by and rabbit hunt, we don't let them rabbit hunt where we're deer hunting. Because uh, if my pack, if if we're hunting an area and they're right next to us and these deer dogs hear them rabbit dogs running, they're going to quit these deer and go to them rabbits. Right. Mm -hmm. So we ask them to go to the other side of the club, and then they check the sign-out board and make sure that nobody's already in there stalk hunting. And then they sign out of an area, and they pin around it, and then they go hunt that area. Okay. So it's all – so everybody gets what they want, what they're after. That, that kind of comes to a question I had a while ago. You are talking – you just alluded to that y'all are a dog club. Yes. So the Alabama Dog Hunters Association – Y'all are a dog association, so it yes. doesn't matter if you're a bird hunter or right. a rabbit hunter or whatever. Y'all take on all dog hunters. We do it all. We, okay. we support hog hunting, coon hunting, and, and Saturday the president of the state coon hunter association was there. Mm -hmm. uh, good relationship with them, the hog hunters, which is Joey Flowers in South Alabama. Right. And uh, any, uh, it doesn't matter, bird dogs, whatever. If it's dogs, we're pro dogs, so – uh, you all of us can learn from each other if we've just quit closing, putting the blinders on, and just trying to take care of one section. Because guys, it, eventually it's going it's going to come down to if they shut out one type of, of hunting dog with dogs, they're going to go to the next one, to the next one. Because and you know uh, people have their beliefs. You know they. Some people believe it's inhumane to run a dog after a deer and run a deer with a dog and all that. But well, it's like right, you said. It's like you said earlier. I mean, a dog. I mean, a dog. It's in his blood to do yes. it. You know. Let me ask you this, and I, I already know your answer. <laughs> well, just for the <laughs> listeners, uh, you see women or just anybody, you know, a uh, granny and grandpa that has a little poodle walking around the mall. You know, they love that dog. Yep. Do you love your hunting dog? Oh yes. There you go. Yeah. He's a part of the family. Yep. Is your dog part of your family? Oh, yes. Exactly. So they don't understand that. You know, just because they carry around a dog that's, you know, only thing he'll chase is a biscuit, you know, you got a dog that actually works that is designed to work, and that's what his his uh, DNA is set up to do. Yep. You know, that's 10,000 years or million, whatever you want to call it, of wolf DNA in him that he's going to do that. Yep. And so you just you're just using it to your benefit. If you've never walked out to a kennel before and opened the tailgate and listened to those dogs, you know that they love hunting. That's yeah. what they love to do. You go, to, you go, to, go to an advisory board meeting in Montgomery and hear all the kids that are the ones that are in jeopardy of losing their right to be able to hunt their dogs and them little kids that get up there at that and speak at that board for three minutes and the deaf ears that's on that board that don't want to hear it just because they said I'm a dog hunter and I like dog hunting. How can you look at a kid standing there and not listening to him? Exactly. Yep. That's, you know, that's the kids is in my heart. I mean, they're uh, our future. Oh yeah. Well, it, well, it's like I had a heart attack in 2008, and uh, that youth hunt and those kids. If there's anything that can heal this old heart, is that love that they give pop when they come up and give me that hug yeah. and them smiles. Yeah. So, I'm gonna do what I can for dog hunting. We do it all over the state. We go down. We are actually putting on the Dog Hunter Association is going down to Geneva to help with the state. We've done this for three or four years now. It'll be in December, but they've already drew for it. So, if you're not already got a uh, permit, the 
got picked, you're not going to get on it this year. But uh, they opened it up. The state did open it up. And they, we've been pushing for years to try to get some on these management areas where they've closed. And in Covington and Geneva counties, they, before this, it was like 15 years before there had been a dog on this club, on this management area. Right. right. So, but uh, it's a, it is a well-managed hunt. It's like ours. It's the, the we, it takes a lot of time. A lot of dog hunters that went down there and took hours and, and marked stands and, and got all this lined up. But uh, the Dog Hunter Association, and even in Talladega County, you know, they go up there and they do cleanups and do stuff. They plant the food plots. I don't know if y'all have seen that. They go over yeah. here on the National Forest. That's not their land. And they have to jump through hoops. The guys that donate, they have to have the, the, just bringing tractors and whatnot. They have to have insurance on the retractor. Everybody there has to have insurance. They, it's just so much uh, that the public doesn't know that they are doing. And they're they're doing it because they've hunted that National Forest their whole lives. Yep. You know. Well, that shows a, you how much they love it. I mean, truly love the sport. So it, it's uh, the, the roads and whatnot they've done. I, I, I wish uh, if. Um, some of them kind of came and they can, they can get with y'all and tell you they're not far away, but uh, they, they every year, you know, they hunt. Uh, it's like Talladega National Forest has been in the spotlight. It was this year trying to shut it down, mm -hmm. you know, and there's not – National Forests go, I don't, I don't know, that's probably one of the last that can, you can still run dogs on, mm -hmm. you know. So, but the Alabama Dog Hunter Association is uh, – we're, we're working – you know they got some new people in Montgomery, and uh, hopefully that we got some ears open and they're starting to listen to us again, and uh, we can move forward with. Uh, I would love to get some counties open back up. It's been on a permit system, uh, and I, I know y'all. I don't know if y'all are familiar with all that. That they, it's just like one step. It's a, it was enacted to keep from just shutting down a county from do running dogs. How's We're the permit system work? Uh, the permit system, they got a set of rules, and they have to – it's kind of a lot of what we do at Sh South Shelby. It's like uh, they have to have a plan of what they're hunting. Uh, that, on the permit system in most counties, they, the game wardens have to know exactly who's on the club all the time. So they can't just take a kid when they want to like this youth hunt. We had one in Chambers County this year, and they had real – trouble because they're trying to plan out a youth hunt and open it to the public so you can get more kids into the hunting but they've got to have a list so how do you do a public hunt and you got to have a list when you don't know exactly who's coming and the names to give to your game board so i think they ended up working it out with uh what's the new uh uh Mon at montgomery uh I think they ended up getting permission to just open it up to the public and not have to do that. But in a permit system, when you're on a permit system, it's really stringent. And uh, they can't, like, it was to address, it was a step, when it was put into place, it was a step to keep from just stopping them from running dogs. Right. So, so but, but it ought to be, you know, if you kill somebody, you go to prison and do your time, you get out. Yeah. Those guys in those counties was put on a permit system 20 years ago. A lot of them, 20, 25 years ago. 
they're still on a permit system or lost it altogether. If they didn't, if they didn't correct it, they've lost it. Yeah. A lot of them, it's on a permit system. Why shouldn't they be reinstated to be able to, to hunt? Exactly. Right. Yeah, that, they corrected their problem, so why why can't we just say, okay, well, you've done your time. Let's go back to – Let's go back, but they're like not. It was. They, it's like they, you're punished forever. And look, look at it this way. The ones that were doing it wrong, not even – maybe dead and gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I These mean, 20 years the younger years generation that's hunting now, but they've been taught by the ones that had to correct it. Yeah. A different way to do it that you can do it and not, you know, keep your dogs – keep up with your dogs and, and not uh, invade on somebody else's property and – so, uh, I think that's the I think that's the the biggest issue, anyways, is people that get invaded on their properties. I well, think that's I tell you what, there y'all are more advanced with technology and stuff than a steel hunter is. Oh yeah, I've I mean the the things you're talking about, you know, you got all your dogs marked on a GPS and you can watch your dogs run. The the, the track is in a the collar is a color on the tracker and it's right. making a mark, and I know which where the dogs at all the time and because uh, we've had, okay, we had a, a property owner that joins us, and he heard dogs running, and uh, he called my leasing agent, and uh, so my leasing agent calls me. He says, Jimmy, he said, uh, I got a complaint from so-and-so, and he said, uh, he, he heard the dogs. He didn't see them. He heard them. So... I said, well, let me see who was hunting over there. So I went over and checked the board to see who was signed out. And they were squirrel hunting. So I called the guy up, and he comes to me. Even on squirrel dogs, any dog turned loose has to have a GPS tracker. Right. Mm-hmm. I made him pull it up and show me where his, everywhere his dogs went on his tracker. And they, they did get close to the property line, but they never crossed the property line. Mm-hmm. So I called my leasing agent up, and I told him. And I said, Bill, they didn't cross the property line. I said, they were there. They were close. But he caught them. I mean, he stopped them. And he said, well, that's all I needed to hear. But he's been down here. He, he saw knows. what he saw. He knows right. what y'all are about. So, uh, was the, the, was the uh, property owner, was he satisfied? I think he just wanted the wine. I don't know. Yeah. It I mean, was, was he satisfied if you, I guess, yeah. when you're leasing agent? Well, I've, I've met with him, and, and he's been, uh, he's had a change of heart because he sees what, we, what we're right. doing. But, uh. Another thing, going back to the Dog Hunter Association and the, the state, uh, they turn in a they turn in uh, complaints, <clears throat> and they turn in complaints uh, on dog hunter dog hunting. Uh, but the complaints could be somebody's yard dog barking, right? Mm-hmm. And if a warden gets called out, if he gets a call and says I heard dogs barking, they write it down as a complaint. He don't go verify it. It's just a complaint. But when you go to the advisory board in Montgomery, they all they look at is the number of complaints. They don't look at what they are, if there were actual verified complaints or not. They don't care. All they, I, he had, we had this many complaints. So what happened this year, uh, this is probably interesting. This year we went to the meeting in Montgomery uh, before the meeting, let me tell you something else we do with the Dog Hunter Association. Right. Lonnie Miller is the president of the Alabama Dog Hunter Association. And he does have a relationship with the uh, conservation department. And they send him, uh, if, there's, if they're having a, an issue in an area, they call him up and they say, 
Lonnie, uh, in Choctaw County, which is that's one of the areas. Well, the, there's a bunch of Indians, and it's on the edge of the reservation and off the reservation, so it, it's real tricky down there. So uh, we got a complaint now. We got a problem down here. So Lonnie gets off the phone with the, with them, and then he calls uh, whoever the closest chapter president next to the property they're having a problem with. That chapter president then goes to the club or whatever of where the complaint, the area. He talks with them. He may not can do nothing, but he comes back to Lonnie. That's our point of contact. Uh, we have a, we have it, an umbrella, and mm -hmm. you start here and it goes down. But it, you, then you got all these people that's working for one thing, and that's dog hunting. Right. Yeah. So he he uh, he calls Lonnie back, says whatever, or whoever the who are the president may be or whatever. Then they go back to the board, uh, to the conservation department, and tell them, okay, this is what we found out. We don't have authority to enforce anything or do anything. All we can do is report back on, you know, what we found out. Situations. Yes. And so all this goes out all through the hunting season. So we're taking these chapter presidents and whatnot are taking time away from their hunting and whatnot to try to just promote dog hunting. Right. Because we're trying to ensure that keep the complaints down because I'm gonna get to it in a minute. Is that's a bit that could be a big complaint. It could be nothing, but that list of complaints. Uh, so this year, we asked for a list of complaints. Well, we had to do a Freedom of Information Act to get those complaints against dog hunt. Right. What was actually dog deer hunting? Right. Break it out. Or dog hunting, not dog deer hunting, dog hunting complaints. And it cost us, and I don't, I don't know, remember the figure, okay? We, we had to pay for it. So then after that, Lonnie Cut went back to him and asked him, he said, can you get me a list of complaints for dog hunting? They gave them to him. Just give them, just hand just them, give them to him. him. We, had to, we had to do a Freedom of Information Act request to get the complaints against dog deer hunting. Minute. All other complaints just dog hunting. and tickets were big. Stalk hunting, hunting over bait, all this was the majority of it was that. But all they were all that gets pointed out in Montgomery is to dog deer hunters or dog hunting. Right. But if you next year if you could come down there at one of them advisory board meetings and listen. Uh, but it, the board sits up there and they they're tired of hearing about dog deer hunting. They're tired of hearing about dog complaints. So you can see their faces when they when they they break it out, speakers, about how many are going or for dog hunting, how many is against it. So they have an equal amount that's for and for and against it. You get three minutes to talk, and all you can do is talk is. Really, to stand there and say how much you like love dog hunting, how much you love your dogs, and then you, for three minutes, and then you sat down, because you don't know anything that's going to be addressed at that meeting until after the speaking. Speaking comes first. So you don't have any kind of rebuttal. At no, the there's no rebuttal. Okay. The only th only thing you can do after the after the after you the speaking part, then they they bring up whatever 
complaints they've had or whatever issues. And, it, and it, they're doing a lot now. I'm not all negative because I, I sit there and they, I hear about turtles and I hear about uh, uh, oysters. They do it all. It's it's all the it's game. It's all the game. The game and fish. fish. So they you know they got a lot on their plate. But through the years they're tired of hearing about dog hunting. But it's like the guy that was complaining about the the guy on our club. He just hurt a dog. But but it's sad when you got to do a Freedom of Information Act to get some information that's free. When for dog hunting, when they go and give it to you for stock hunting. And after they hear what I'm saying, they're probably not going to give it to us anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying is uh, we're trying – the whole association is trying to do – help all dog hunting. And we would love to get some counties back. North, there's no dog hunting in North Alabama. Right. Out of out of Alabama's 67 counties, how many counties allow I, it I wish I'd have brought all that stuff. But uh, – Is it less than half? Oh, it's not. It's, it's like uh, – don't quote me. It's hey, he's going. He's going to Google it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, look it up. I maybe 17 or something. And they're all below I-20. Yeah. Wow. And then you get when you get to Birmingham now. You then you got uh, West Alabama up to uh, Fayette County and all that. Colbert County. That's still dogs up there. Okay. It's all up strip mines. Uh, well, let's 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 clarify that uh, dog deer hunting. Right. Now they can run beagles, uh, rabbit hunting, and rabbit hunt and stuff like that in those counties. Yeah, yeah. it says that. Well, <coughs> I don't know how. This is Alabama Outdoor News, so sixty-seven counties where you can dog hunt. Let's see what it says about. I, I, I assume that's coon and yeah, coons. Yeah, rabbits. And rabbits and all that stuff. Oh, let's see if we see about. It says yeah. you know the Talladega National Forest uh, is the only U.S. Forest part service of lands, yeah. Well, how many members does uh, y'all's association have? Uh, I think there's like twelve hundred. Okay. She can she can go on the Facebook page and it tells what the. And and out of those, not all of them are just dog deer hunters. Y'all have uh, bird hunters or anybody any we uh, we actually go to the expos and. Uh, we actually went to Buckmasters, you know, and they're not pro dogs, but we went down there and put a booth up to keep our face in front of it. Yeah. And and you wouldn't believe the people that we signed. I think I think at the Buckmaster show we signed up uh, maybe forty. Wow. At Buckmasters, awesome. and you'd think they're they're not because they don't know nothing in there other than they got birds hunting stuff in there. Right. That's dogs, but you wouldn't believe that the amount of people that come through and say I used to do that. Used yep. to do that yep. when I could. Well, what about at the uh, at the BJCC when y'all do that show there? It's about the same amount. It's about forty. But we we sign up people from out of state. We sign up people from Mississippi. Uh, people come to them shows come from everywhere else, and the same difference. They say I used to could do it, and I'm gonna support you because I, I I see what you're doing, and, and it's like most of them that sign up from out of state used to could and can't. Well, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of hunters don't understand. Attack on dog deer hunters or attack on dog hunters is attack on all hunters. Exactly. That's right. It's all hunters, and they don't realize that. No, it's just like you said with the permit system. I mean, once once you get on, once you start going backwards and they start taking your, your routes away as far as a hunter, that it's twice as hard to get them back. We have so many people <laughs> in this world, and even in this state, as, as conservative and as, as 
as deep as the hunting goes in this state, we still have people in this state that are against hunters. And yeah. and if we're if each hunter, I mean, if hunters are against hunters, it's just giving them more power. Those people who are against hunting altogether. Right. Yep. So, it's it's a house a, divided against itself. We we all got to stand together. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I mean, coon the, hunters, the, dog dog deer hunters, everyone. The Dogger Association. We wasn't the only uh, chapter that done a. Uh, youth hunt though there was one in Fayette and Colbert County and uh, Chambers County Covington and Geneva done one uh, I'm gonna leave somebody out but uh, Mobile and Baldwin County done one uh, the port the Indians poisons Port Creek Indians mm-hmm. they actually had a youth hunt this year and opened it to the public on the reservation yeah that's awesome they opened it on the the reservation down south yes um Cody Cody McCarley he he got us in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't remember where did he where was he at this past weekend on the youth hunt. He was at another one. I can't remember. Uh, he's texting me earlier today. He he got some video and stuff. He's won't send it in, but yeah, he said that uh, you know he got us in touch with you and of course Landon and them went down there to y'all's and he was somewhere else. I wasn't able to go this last weekend, but uh, uh, they they said that they didn't have nowhere near amount as what y'all had, but they still had a good amount. And far as what y'all were doing and how many kids y'all had, yes, man, I, I, you don't see that on these hunt clubs. No, I mean, and, and it's Landon, not about and it's not about killing. That that hunt is not about killing because man, when you got a five year old out there with his daddy helping him hold a gun, or seven year old, or whatever the age, you know, uh, they shot at several deer. They killed one doe, yeah, but they shot at several deer, and and that's what it's about. It let's get that adrenaline pumping. Yeah. There's nothing like hearing them dogs coming. And you and know then, that deer's the, in front of you. Yeah. Right, the deer pops <laughs> yeah. out, and that kid's sitting there shaking, and uh, there's nothing like that. And it, and it puts it in them forever. Yeah. It's, you know, it's uh, so uh, they uh, everybody's focused. Some of them's focusing on, you know, I killed this deer, killed that. I've seen a lot of deer uh, in the area with people stalk hunting, but. And I said, well, you didn't do 105 kids. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. Hey, I, I, <laughs> yeah, no. that that's great, man. I tell you, because it's it's your job as a deer hunter. And I, I say this, it seems like I just keep saying this on every one of them. It's your job and our job to help sell deer hunt license, you know, or that's just right. hunt license. That's what secures the future of hunting in exactly. Alabama. And, I, and our way of life. I actually, uh, I, I sent an email to Chuck Sykes' office. For, I know you saw these little youth licenses, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they used to give them out, uh, but they've took the money away from that. Now they don't. Which I was lucky enough that we went to a uh, uh, one of the expos where we were at, mm-hmm. and they they had their booth up, and uh, I got a box of them a couple of years. Well, back when they done it, about, probably about three years ago, but. Uh, so they don't even have the the right uh, uh, the logo. Right the right no the uh, person. It's like Chuck Sykes. Oh, and, oh, and oh the, the director. Yeah. So the director. So we're yeah. marking out the director's name. <laughs> just leaving the uh, Chuck. Chuck Sykes is still on it though. But yeah. you know that's a good thing. You, you know they read a little pledge, hunter's pledge, it's about safety and whatnot, and respecting the other landowners, and then they sign off on it. And that, th- this year's the first year that we actually got a kid to come up and read it usually the our warden reads it and then they recite it so this year they got a kid to come up and that surprised me 
and, you know, and he's struggling a little bit reading it. But then all them kids down there are reading it too, and they're saying it back to him. So yeah, yeah. that'll be in the video. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's awesome. I mean, oh, it's yeah. uh, it's all those little big things, you know. And every year we pick up some new thoughts and whatnot, and just to make it better. But uh, we, you know, and then we, like I said, in the, later in the year now we're gonna have another uh, wounded warrior hunt, and that's when you need to come back because there'll be a lot of them then. Right. Right. Do you allow the kids to, I'm sure, do you allow the kids to? Oh, uh, yes. To, yeah. Every day. Every day. Kid, every day is youth day. I see it. Every day I remember you saying day. that last weekend. Every day is youth day. <laughs> Drama stays and that, and, and the, there's no F-bombs or none of that through uh -uh. on our club because you'll be out the gate quick. That's it. Yeah. Rule number one. That's right. <laughs> Hold your tongue. Yep. <laughs> exactly right. That's yep. good stuff, you. man. That, yeah. uh, the, uh, dang, I was fixing to ask you something. How many kids do y'all a year, you know, you, you said you had certain age groups and stuff. How many get their first deer every year on your club? How many, cause you, oh, it lot. seems like you got a lot of. The, deer, the, guy that, the, the kid that killed the deer this year killed his first deer on the youth hunt, what, two years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago. And there's Man. a picture There's a picture on our uh, Facebook. If you go, anybody's listening, if you can go to our Facebook page and look. And look at all the, uh, I think there's like five years worth of pictures of youth hunting. What's your Facebook page for? Uh, South Shelby Hunting Club. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, I tell you what, there's nothing like listening to dogs run. No. no. I mean, even I don't care if it's rabbit dogs. I mean, just listening to them hounds work and run, there's a, it's a lot of fun. Well, he was talking about those kids, you know, watching the dogs and learning. I mean, I, I've been the same way for the past few years, you know, rabbit hunting and stuff. And, I mean, you get in there with them. And you watch them work, and, and it's like you said, you can hear the you, – you know what it sounds like when they get on a trail or jump one or, or they even sight see one. I mean, there's just nothing like it. And you know which dogs are barking and well, the it seems excitement like, you feel, you know. It's yeah, crazy. It seems like everyone that hunts with a dog, I don't care if you're a rabbit hunter to a duck hunter to a bark, quail hunter or whatever, I think everybody needs to be in y'all's association. Yes. And even just deer hunters in general because, yeah. like, like I said earlier, attack on – Y'all is attack on all. Yep. Yep. So, well, man, I think I think we had a lot of good information here, and I know you got a a well of it, and we'd like to have you back on again, and you know maybe later on in the season, that yep. way you can yep. tell a little bit about some of the hunts this year. But yep. uh, tell people that's listening how to get in touch if they want to know more about Dog Hunting Association. How how would they find it? On well, the Alabama Dog Hunter Association has a web page, and there's uh, there's an old page, but you need to look at the one that says it says uh, it's private. Mm -hmm. but, but you can look at it, but you can't comment on it. It's a closed group. Okay. But they can still go on there and look. The the web page is that you can, anybody can go on the website. I mean www.alabamadoghunterassociation, and then there's a Facebook page also. So uh, it's the Alabama Dog Hunter Association. And our our chapter page is Shelby uh, Shelby County Dog Hunter Association. Okay, and then that one, they can get in touch with you. Okay, that's right. My right. information's all on there. Say if say if they wanted to get on with the youth hunt and all that, would they go to the your Facebook and just message you? Yep. Okay. And every year before the two months before the uh, youth hunt, we'll I'll do an event, and then it'll have anybody if you're interested, <coughs> if you're coming or whatever, and you just put down. We just ask you to put down if you're coming and how many kids you bring. Right. Just and RSVP it yep. so, you know, y'all are prepared. <clears throat> and y'all feed them and everything. 
Oh, yes. We had all oh, the spread we down a, there. We, a, we fed 150 <laughs> pounds of catfish. 150 pounds. God. And, uh, 80 pounds of chicken. She's, she's the one that got all that. 80 pounds of chicken <laughs> fingers. And uh, then fried pickles, fried onions. Uh, all the ladies of the club brings the sweets. Mm-hmm. The mm. club pays for all the everything else but the, all the sweets, the club uh, moms mm-hmm. cook and bring all the – my daughter <coughs> brings uh, – Cake pops. Oh, they, were they also excellent. do these grab bags. I don't know if you saw them at the, at the beginning. <clears throat> they get a grab bag and they'll be. Uh, what all did they have in it this year? <clears throat> That's so when they get on the stand, you know they they and they're sitting there. They get bored. They can they can eat something. Yeah, right? you know, and in the bags also the. The little backpack bags that they had was uh, my paper company, the Westervelt, mm-hmm. bought those, had their name printed on them, and, get, and donated them for the youth hunt this year. I tell you, y'all, y'all are more organized, I believe, than any other club I've ever heard. And more involved with the more involved with the community. I mean, every, well, everybody also, around also there. Also, we uh, we fixed. Uh, we had one of the women that was on the the crew. Uh, she got to all the local churches. You know, every denomination, it doesn't matter, everybody that was local. Mm-hmm. And then she got like uh, eight to ten plates and took to the seniors of the churches. That's great. That's great. So, uh, and then we got good responses on that. It's on our Facebook page with some comments and stuff. That these people that couldn't get out to come. We asked the community to come, but just some of them are old, uh, the older and they, they can't come. Right. Yeah. So we try to get out to the to them and uh, – and make sure that we show that we – but that's one thing about dog hunting <clears throat> is that relationship with those property owners. Yeah. You know, uh, I know I know a lot of people that uh, wouldn't have a problem even with dogs being on their property once a year if they knew up front. And, you know, we, hey, we're going to be hunting over here, you know, if dogs might get across or whatever. And most of the time, those guys say, well, bring somebody over here, or bring your cut truck over here and catch them. If they if they get this way, you yeah. know, so but that's that up front instead of trying to hide it and not, and do it secret and just yeah. hope you don't get your dogs on somebody's property. You can't do that because no nobody wants to feel imposed on. No, you know, that's right. Yeah. Took advantage of. Them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then we that's probably the biggest problem. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they because a lot of people think that everybody's trying to get something over on, especially in this day and time, <clears> and, and a lot of people really are. Yeah. You know, and if you just come straight out and be right up front with them. Shake their hand. A lot of times they'll it's say, "Respect." It is. Yep. People, you you live your whole life, and you earn your. That's respect is your name, is you. Yep. And uh, you know, in this world, and and shape it's in that. That's what it's getting away from, and uh, they can't be they can't be proud of what they are. So. Yeah. But you know, you people that buy right. land, own land, and they want people to respect them. Yep. Yeah. They've worked their life that to buy land. You gonna have you've done something. Oh yeah. You know, unless you inherited it, and then still it's your family's. It's like your blood, you know. So, you know, you, nobody should be intruding on somebody else. You know, uh, right. the guy that wants to go out there and get in the tree stand and and stalk hunt. That's his privilege. Yep. You know, that's right. Well, Jimmy, we really appreciate yep. you being on, man. Yeah. Really, you was a well of information. I'm sure. I'm glad you made it. 
And I know you're going to be tired in the morning. You Just like my dad. My dad wakes up every morning at 3. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, he gets his day started. I mean, he's, bedtime's he's, at 8. <laughs> he, he's in bed, yeah. He's in bed when it gets dark. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are glad that you came on. Yeah. And I hope, I hope everybody listening, you know, takes away from this with a lot more information and a lot more respect for what y'all do. Yeah. More enlightened to the dog hunters of Alabama. Yeah. Yep. We sure I'm glad you came. Thanks a yep. lot, bud. Right. If you think you might be interested in going dog deer hunting, just get on social media. Send somebody a message. I'm sure they'll take you hunting. Anyway, the Hunt family in Alabama is a pretty friendly bunch of folks. So don't forget to follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Go to Podbean and subscribe. We really appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Alabama Sportsman Podcast.
and moved in from out of state. Buying up property and putting up gates. Said I don't want you or your dogs on my land. He said I've never hunted by running dogs. In fact, it should be against the law. Cause all you need is a corn pile and a stand. The Beagles took an eight point across the line And shots rang out like thunder through the air Yes they did The rich man came down the road doing 85 He slammed on brakes with a power slide I couldn't believe my ears when he said Let's cut them loose, let them run I can't remember having that much fun Yeah, yeah, come on in here, hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 